Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. To all the loyal listeners, this is a good one to listen to because I got some news for everybody today. You know, we're in that middle of the time here. You know, it's not free agency yet. The Super Bowl just ended. Um, sure, we could, I guess, talk about it. I mean, game doesn't really matter to me. Um, but we have some news on maybe what the Philadelphia Eagles will be doing this offseason. Not going to say where I got it, but I've heard. And again, this is one of those things where you could kind of connect the dots. So let's just start with the big one, right? Who is a player that the Eagles are going to actively pursue this offseason? Generally, you don't hear this information, right? I mean, you don't want to relay it, but I will say this. When Hassan Redick, who we'll talk about in a little bit as well, when he was a free agent, you kind of heard, hey, the Eagles are going to be on Redick, right? They're going to be in on Hassan Redick. He's a Philadelphia guy. They need a pass rusher. They're switching to a 3-4. They kind of need a rush linebacker. All the stars aligned. So I'd ask you this. We heard about this player and the Eagles, what, four months ago? Four months ago, I'm sorry. Maybe it might have been three months ago. You know, when the Eagles were potentially talking about an in-season trade for this player. Now today, when you look at their coaching staff, it makes a lot more sense that they would really want to get this player. Now again, I'm not really going to confirm or deny where I heard it. But I knew this. I reached out to somebody. Believe it or not, I could actually do that now. The power of this show. And it makes sense. And I was told, usually this person would tell me it's a no. But the person I asked said, it makes sense. So when I hear that, I go, I kind of know where this is going. That player is an elite level player. He is, in my opinion, the best player at his position. The year he came out of the draft, he was my number one guy that I wanted in this draft. And it was a loaded, stacked draft. And he was my number one guy, and he has lived up to expectations and exceeded them. He's a cornerback. Plays in Denver. His name is Patrick Sertan. And when you think about it, would the Eagles be interested in Patrick Sertan? Let's just use common sense here. Number one, he is still on his rookie deal. He is not even entering the prime of his career just yet. He is a player that they had high regards for in the 2021 draft. He was their number one guy, I believe. Like, Remember that list of four they had? It was Sertan, J.C. Horn, um, Jalen Waddell, and Devontae Smith. That's where they thought they can get a 10. And it turned out like Waddell goes six, Horn goes eight. Sertan goes nine. So they had to pick Devontae Smith. Not saying they wouldn't have picked him. I don't know what would have happened, but I know those were the four names. Now we fast forward. Who drafted him? The coach on the team that drafted Patrick Sertan that helped develop him into a very like you know high-level corner as a rookie is Vic Fangio, and he is our defensive coordinator. Who did the Eagles just hire as their defensive backs coach? Christian Parker. Where does he come from? Denver. He has coached Sertan the last couple seasons in Denver. All of this just lines up. The Eagles need to get younger at corner. Okay, cool. They'll get younger. 
but doesn't mean you can't just exceed expectations and get extremely better. And if they get Patrick Sertan, now you're cooking with legitimate fire. He is, in my opinion, the best corner in football. I mean, to me, this is a move that makes more sense than anybody could ever think of. Now you'll say, well, he's due a contract. Absolutely. I'm paying him every dime he wants. Second of all, it's going to take a lot of draft compensation. Sure is. Willing to give it. I am, first and foremost, people are worried, oh, would you have to give up the 22nd pick? Am I giving up? Yeah. Am I giving up a second rounder? Yeah. Am I giving up a potential pick in the following draft? Yeah. You know what I mean? Would I give up a a player? Yeah. Like I'm doing it. This guy is an elite level player at a premium position. I'm not sitting here saying you sell the farm and you trade 17 first rounders. That won't happen. But if you told me a first, a second, and maybe like a fourth, the following, yes. That's the, it's no doubt. That's a no doubter. And I don't know what it'll be. My belief is this. If Denver's making this trade, because it, to me it'd be foolish, but if they do, if they want to trade Sertan, it's because they're looking to garner a lot of compensation so they can eventually try to trade for a quarterback in this draft coming up. They want to move up. Well, you need ammunition to move up. And, you know, they gave a lot of that ammunition up to get Russell Wilson in the first place, so you might as well garner some, get the quarterback, and then start fixing their team. If that's their long-term plan, then I do understand it. I get it. And maybe it is. And they figure, hey, we got to get the quarterback first. But I know the Eagles wanted him three months ago. They called about him. So did about, you know, the rest of the league, I'm sure. I know the 49ers did. Remember, that was the deal. Like, the 49ers and the Eagles were in on it. So, spoiler, the 49ers would probably be in on it again. It's not like Denver's just going to go, hey, we're going to give you to Philadelphia. But if Sertan, I'm assuming, has his druthers, you know, hey, the coach who drafted me and the guy who's coached me the last couple of years are in Philadelphia. It lines up. And if the Eagles could pull this off, this is... As major a move as you can make in terms of fixing your defense. Because you don't go like, I know everybody wants to just throw, you know, mud at James Bradbury. And I get it clearly, but it's like, can you imagine that upgrade? You're going from James Bradbury to Patrick Sertan. Uh, This is, this will be big. This would be huge. I would believe if they're doing this. Technically, you would say, well, they got to do it by the draft, and that's true. But a trade of that magnitude that's going to come with that type of contract, ideally, you'd want to do it before free agency. Now, again, that doesn't mean anything. The Eagles traded for A.J. Brown the night of the NFL draft. You know what I mean? Like, And they made a big deal for him then. But, you know what I mean? You, you want to operate under the uh, assumption you have free agent you know, money to spend. Like that... The Eagles got to do a lot of rehauling of the defense here. You know what I mean? It's not just getting Patrick Sertan. They need linebackers. They potentially need a safety. You know, they they potentially need an edge rusher. Who knows what's going to happen with Redick? You know what I mean? Like, there's a bunch of needs on this team. And they're going to spend money in free agency to do so. Because the other thing is this. I'm not going to confirm or deny, but let's just use common sense here. 
don't you think the GM is his seat's a little warm? Jeffrey Lurie doesn't want what happened to happen again that happened six years ago where the Eagles won the Super Bowl and then they cratered. You know, hey, they made the playoffs and then they cratered. Well, hey, they won, They went to the Super Bowl. They made the playoffs. This team was worse than the one... In both instances, by the way. You know, people like to compare this to 2017. Well, in 2017, we won the Super Bowl, 2018. And then in 2018, 2019, we won a playoff game. Almost won two. This team, however, went to the Super Bowl, lost. Went to the playoffs, got dusted. They were the worst team in the NFL for the last two months. So this is even worse than what you thought was bad six years ago. And that's at the hands of the GM. You know what I mean? Like, he decimated the defense. Every move he made was incorrect. Paid James Bradbury. That was a huge mistake. And again, we could sit here and deny it, and everybody's hindsight's twenty twenty. but regardless, he depleted the middle of the defense. He did not have a planet linebacker. He did not have a planet safety. He was hoping N'Kobe Dean and Reed Blankenship would just make it work. Two unproven players. And he got what he deserved with that. I mean, it was unproven guys. You know, he drafted Sidney Brown in the third round. Whoop-de-doo. He was a rookie. You were hoping, what, he was going to come in and win rookie of the year? Jalen Carter, rookie. You know, this guy picked Jordan Davis. And it's funny because, you know, the common thing with Jordan Davis will always say is, hey, they should have took Kyle Hamilton, which is true, obviously, in fact, they should have. But you know what's funny? The Eagles actually had a super high grade on. Let's just say they couldn't have done the A.J. Brown trade and they had to pick 18. They weren't picking um, a wide receiver at 18. They were going to pick a corner who has become a big deal, especially as a slot corner in this league, and that's Trent McDuffie. And the infuriating part about this is they actually got it right because McDuffie is an extraordinarily good player, and they chose Jordan Davis over him. Who, by the way, just a heads up, I know everybody has these thoughts and opinions on Jordan Davis. The league believes he is just not a good football player. I don't care what... So-and-so said, the word around the league is Jordan Davis is just not anything close to what the projections hoped he would become. And I say to that, duh. No kidding. So there you go. Like He is not somebody you consider a foundational player on your defense. Now again, I mean... Anybody who followed college football, you knew that red flag existed with Jordan Davis because he only played 20 snaps a game at Georgia. And let me give you a heads up. You could tell me all they had a lot of talent. Um, Kirby Smart's not in the business of taking his best players off the field and playing them one-fourth of the game for what? Just to do it. I mean, hey, if you want to learn something about the draft prospects, let me tell you this. Trust me, this guy is, nobody's perfect. But my goodness gracious, has Greg Cosell nailed the Eagles the last couple seasons picking Jordan Davis. He called it. I would avoid the player. The 20 uh, snaps per game, like he talked about everything that could be a serious issue, and it turned out he was absolutely right. And then he said the same exact stuff about Nolan Smith last year in terms of not that he couldn't play, but his size would be an issue, and he might just be better as an off-ball linebacker. He didn't see it as an edge rusher. And for the first year of his career, we found out that That looks like spot on. So I'm just telling you here, when you look at this team and you look at, like I said, all the misses, the owner is aware. And it makes me happy. 
Like, you know, this whole idea that Howie Roseman is the best GM in football, whatever, which is false. He's not. He's far from. Like, the best GMs in football don't let their teams fall off cliffs. The Eagles fall off cliffs. Like, San Francisco doesn't fall off a cliff. Baltimore isn't falling off cliffs. Buffalo isn't falling off cliffs. The Chiefs have not fallen off a cliff. The Eagles do, though. They fall off cliffs. Dallas has not fallen off any cliffs. The Eagles have. Twice. When they were the best team, potentially, or the second best team in the league, they've fallen off cliffs. There's not sustained uh, success. So it does, it, it warms me up to know that at least he is being looked at strenuously this season. And a lot's on him, and he better fix it. Which is good. Hey, that tells you that the Eagles are going to not be cautious here. They are all in to win. And again, hey, if you're all in to win, getting Patrick Sertan is a great way to start, right? Now again, you'll say, hey, but what about the middle of the defense? Now, let's go into the defense because we'll talk about the middle and a way you can potentially fix it, and that's Hassan Redick and his trade situation, right? So Redick is, he wants a raise. He did not request a trade. The Eagles have granted him permission to find one because, you know, he requested a raise and the Eagles are just like, hey, we can't give you that raise. Sorry. You know, hey, great player, respect you, can't pay you. Um, my belief is nobody's going to give him the deal he wants. He's going to be 30 years old. And I know he was dropped into coverage last year. I know we ran two schemes. I know it was not ideal for anybody to succeed in that defense last year. It was a complete nightmare. But we saw it. Hassan Reddick was not the level player that he was the year before. And again, this could be written off to all those excuses I just came up with because they're very valid. Or is it, hey, he's 30. He's taking steps back. And that will concern teams. Like I promise you, if he had had just as equal a year, like this is a completely different conversation, but he didn't. So I don't know what's going to happen with Redick. My belief is he will be traded. I, I think a team out there that thinks that they're close, and you'll say, hey, well, the Eagles are close. They are close. But the Eagles are also in a, a position where they've paid so much money and, and, and put so much assets into their defensive line that, you know, giving Reddick another big deal, it's like, you got to spread the love. Like you drafted Nolan Smith in the first round. He better learn how to play. You know, you have Josh Sweat, who you're paying, who, by the way, spoiler, fell off a cliff. Like, he'd be a guy I'd be looking to possibly move. Because I, I don't see how he gets better. I think what you've seen the best of Josh Sweat. I hope I'm wrong, but I think we've seen the best of him. You know, they need, they don't have depth at defensive end. Which is, by the way, when you say that, NFL draft. Um, but defensive tackle, I, I mean, if Cox doesn't come back, yeah, you have Carter, Davis, and Williams, which is great. Tui Pelota, like, they could be okay there. I mean, I don't consider Jordan Davis anything. I, I'm hoping Jalen Carter takes a step. But the middle of the defense, I mean, Nick Morrow won't be back. Spoiler. Yeah, I don't know about Zach Cunningham. But, I mean, Van Sumeren, sure, maybe. But it's like, you need a Dean, obviously, to be back. But they're, they they got to look for somebody who could be a player here. And that could come from the draft as well. If they keep one of those second-round picks, my guess is a guy like... Jeremiah Trotter Jr. or Edgerin Cooper, like those are guys where you're going to start seeing their names. Third round for sure. 
Like they will take a linebacker, I believe, right now, as constructed. Again, I don't know what's gonna happen free agency, but right now, the way I look at it, if you told me like it is what it is right now, they're gonna pick a linebacker in the first three rounds. Safety? I don't know what's gonna happen at safety. Because the plan is Sidney Brown's gonna play. Problem is I don't know when Sidney Brown's gonna be able to play. Like they Reed Blankenship should be coming off the bench. We we found that out. Yeah, I was optimistic. I was hoping he would turn out. It is what it is. He is best suited as your third safety, and that's not a bad thing. You're going to play still. You're going to play a lot as a third safety, but that's his best role. So do you find one in the draft? You could. Sure, you could pick a, a Tyler Newbin, a Javon Bullard, you know, Kalen Bullock. Like, there's guys out there. Or do you try to sign somebody who's a free agent? Do you look for a guy coming off his first deal like they did with Malcolm Jenkins? And, and hey, your safety hatch could be Kevin Byard. I know people have a sour taste about Kevin Byard, but I'd sit there and tell you that, hey, Kevin Byard played in a scheme in Tennessee, came here, had to learn a new scheme for two weeks, and then had to learn a new one two weeks after that. It, it, nobody was set up for success there. I think Byard is better than what he showed on the field last year. And he's not going to cost you much. I would think he, people aren't begging for his services. He's one of those where I'm breaking the glass in case of emergency, guys. I'd say, you don't have to sign him right to start a free agency. You're not going to have to. He's not going to be a priority free agent, I don't believe, in this league right now. Which is good, because the Eagles could go ahead, shop around, see what they can get, and if they can't get anything, go right to Bayard. So I think they'll be kind of all right at safety. But they got to fix linebacker. you got to get another DN, probably, because if you trade Redick especially... And again, if if they get Sertan, we're talking about a whole new look on this defense. One that gives Fangio the options to start being a little bit more, I don't want to say necessarily aggressive, but he can have more freedom in calling the defense he wants because you're not going to necessarily have to worry about outside receivers because Darius Slay could still play, knock on wood. But I know Sertan can. And he'll be, you know, hey, if Darius Slay has to guard the second best guy on every team, and again, I, I say that, but they'll be a primarily a zone team. Regardless, you won't have to travel the corner or anything like that. They won't have to, put it like this, the Eagles won't have to give indicators like they did last year when Slay had to travel with guys where you're like, okay, you know, it's man, all that stuff. Like Kevin Sertan could just own their sides of the field. And you can feel comfortable about, okay, hey, if they put, you know, let's just use an example of C.D. Lamb on the left side. Like, okay, that's... Sertan said, okay, fine. And hey, you got Isaiah Rogers coming. And I, I know he's been an outside corner. My belief is he'll play slot. I mean, that makes you think about Avante Maddox. I mean, he's not coming back at the price tag that he's due. I mean, you could try to spin a scenario that maybe Maddox goes to safety and they give him a, a different contract. That's possible as well. They like him. His problem's just staying on the field. And then speaking of end, it would be, you know, neglectful of me to say that the Eagles did not just sign a defensive end, like a rush linebacker. Julian Okora from, he was a third round pick with the Lions in 2020. Again, it, that means it's just somebody coming in. It's, it's a height, weight, speed guy. And they're hoping they could unlock something, sure. But it's not anything where, hey, if he doesn't work out, it didn't, it, literally, it's, it's not a major move. Now, final note I'll have is this. With Kingsbury. This is also what I heard with Cliff Kingsbury. That, you know how we talked about last week that he kind of wanted to fix the staff? And I didn't know what that meant. And I was like, oh gosh, I mean, is Kellen Moore conceding a lot more than I think or something? 
Nope, I think it was simply that <laughs> Kingsbury potentially wanted to get rid of Jeff Stoutland. And the Eagles just aren't going to do that. He, he was here with Chip uh, Kelly. He was here with Doug Peterson. He was here with Nick Sirianni. He ain't leaving. And you could sit there and say Kingsbury's an idiot, sure. I mean, maybe he, his belief was his scheme. He wanted guys that knew his scheme. I'm like, um, Jeff Stoutland's a smart guy. He's learned six different schemes since he's been an Eagle. Like, Chip Kelly's scheme was a lot different than Nick Sirianni's and Doug Peterson's. And he made it work everywhere. So to me, that was like, whatever. And I would have did the same thing. I would be like, all right, no, we'll move on. And I, I, like I said, I prefer Kellen Moore anyway. But there you go. We got some news today. You know, hey, the, the Reddick thing is the thing that's going to be first and foremost. Haven't heard anything yet. A trade, like I said, if, if it happens, I don't even know what the compensation will be. It's not going to be a first-round pick, everybody. I'm just going to give you a heads up. They're not getting a first-round pick. Do they get a second-rounder? Maybe. I could see that, potentially. But, again, it's a trade because the other team has to pay him. So, you know what I mean? That knocks the price down. But if you're a team like... Atlanta, who thinks they can win? Like, you know what I mean? Like Those are the teams to watch, teams that need edge rushers, that feel like they're pretty close. Like Atlanta could win their division next year. You know what I mean? Like They look at their division and they go, oh my gosh, it's, it's for the taking. That'd be the team I'd be watching the most on that. But it's nice to have some news. It's nice to talk about some things here with the Eagles. Um, and it's nice to... like give people some insight as into what this team's mission is this next season. And it's a good thing to hear that their mission is going to be to win. Now, before we get out of here, what we'll talk about is on the offensive side of the ball, people that are due contracts and like Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson, who the Eagles have to pay, both of them. Now that puts a lot of money in the wide receiver. You know, your two best receivers are going to be paid, you know, high-end money. Your quarterback's paid high-end money. You know, like, that's why I will tell you this. When I hear this stuff, it makes me believe that as much as the Eagles would like J Jason Kelsey back from, uh, he hel helps the team aspect, his contract that he would have to be paid, they probably would take a, a, a sigh of relief if he retires. Because... Jurgens can move over. You can get Tyler Steen ready to play right guard, or you can draft one. You know what I mean? Regardless, you're not going to have to pay a right guard $17 million next year, and you can use the money you were going to give Kelsey to pay Landon Dickerson. And it makes it a lot easier to help, you know, retool the roster. Just something to tell you about. So that's kind of where everything's at with the Eagles. Like I said, it's nice to have some tidbits, but I feel really good on what I've heard about Patrick Sertan. Like I said, it, when stuff punches you in the face with this team, you don't have to overthink it. You know, the co They wanted him at, uh, three months ago, and then now we saw our cornerback position just get obliterated. We don't have a starting outside corner that you feel comfortable about. Yeah, you could tell me Ringo, Ricks, whatever. I'm talking like legitimately feel comfortable about. And Darius Slay's older to begin with. So there's two issues. 
now a guy you had interest in three months ago, you bring in his DB's coach and the coach that was part of the staff that drafted him to run your defense. It just lines up. The issue is, are the Denver Broncos going to be willing to trade Patrick Sertan? They were not willing to trade him three months ago. But they need a quarterback. They're getting rid of Russell Wilson, which is, hey, that gives the Eagles a chance. And again, if it doesn't work for Sertan and the Broncos don't get rid of him, because they have nobody behind him, by the way, just a heads up. It's not like they're good. Like, no, they have nothing behind them. I will say this. It at least tells you that the Eagles are going to be very active in trying to upgrade the outside corner position. Maybe a, a Jalen Johnson from the Bears. I don't know any other names. Like, Legereus Sneed's going to be a free agent, but Legereus Sneed, he's primarily a man corner. Like, Spagnolo's a man, man defense. By the way, his name should be mentioned for head coaching jobs. That guy won the Super Bowl. You know, we'll talk about that quick. Steve Spagnolo was the MVP of that Super Bowl. He is the best defensive coordinator in the game and ain't close in my opinion. I, I feel ashamed that when we were talking about head coaches, his name didn't come up on my thing. I should have, that's on me completely just missed the ball on that. He is, if the Eagles hired him to be head coach next year, I'd be psyched. This guy's unbelievable. And good on Kansas City. Like, they got to feel so honored and privileged that for some bizarre reason, nobody wants our D coordinator who just happens to be the best at his job in the NFL, and we get to keep him every year because he just makes everything, everybody better. And Mahomes is an alien. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. You know, what else can you say? I mean... They win every year. This guy steps up in big moments every year. And this team was a team we beat. And they won the Super Bowl. In a game where they didn't show up in the first half on offense, they won the Super Bowl. It's incredible. But at the same time, I tell you, hey, the team that won the Super Bowl, the Eagles went into their stadium and beat them this year. So if you think we're so far off, that should be like a vision of light for you where you're like, hey, I know it went sideways. I know it fell off a cliff. But we did prove we can beat the Super Bowl winning team at their home field in a primetime game when we were both at a high-level record. It wasn't like this was in September. This was in November. End of November. So less than three months ago, the Eagles beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City on a Monday night game when all the eyeballs in professional sports were watching that game. We will be back next week. And, hey, the Combine's coming. I think it's two weeks. Is it two weeks? Well, it's less than two weeks from starting. So next week we'll go over, you know, some draft guys. Hey, maybe we'll have some more news on Redick. Maybe we'll talk more about, you know, potential moves, other corners maybe the Eagles could potentially be interested in. You know, I was going to do the NFL Awards recap here too, by the way, and whatever. I mean, we'll finish with that, I guess. Uh, Lamar Jackson won an MVP, fine. Again, I don't. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the NFL. You know, we could sit here and say everything otherwise. He is. You know, it's it, this, but it's a regular season award. I get it. But the one that was just completely out of this planet was Demar Hamlin not winning Comeback Player of the Year. I mean, that man played football this year. After what happened to him on the field last year, he played football. He played professional football this year. I don't give a damn that he wasn't a starter. I don't care. He stepped back on a football field. Joe Flacco won that award. Why? Because he just didn't have a good season? What did he come back from? Playing for the Jets? 
I, I, I mean, all I know is this. If you voted for anybody but Tamar Hamlin for that award, you should feel ashamed of yourself. You should feel ashamed of yourself. Because you are a joke. We are missing the point here. To not give that man his flowers for what he did to come back and play in the NFL this year after what happened to him, it's criminal that anybody would think anybody but that man was comeback player of the year. In fact, that award should be renamed after him for what he did. That pissed me off because that's a joke. And even Joe Flacco himself acknowledged that, that he did not deserve that award. So when it comes to NFL awards now, like I said, we talked about MVP. Miles Garrett won Defensive Player of the Year, I believe. J.J. Watt, or J.J., T.J. Watt, just, come on. He missed games and, and destroyed him in every statistical category. It wasn't even close. So it's like, whatever, everybody has their druthers. And again, let's, go, let's call a spade a spade. Like when Michael Jordan played basketball, he was the MVP every single season. They didn't give it to him. He was the best player in the NBA every year he played, and he didn't win MVP every year. I get it. Hey, we got to spread it out. It makes the league better. Whatever. That's it. I'm not going to talk anymore about a sham that that was because th- those awards were confirmed a sham. Let's get hyped for Sertan. Let's hope this happens. We need Patrick Sertan. Want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. And as always, go Eagles, go. 